for this one. Um, I just want to say thank you to all of the listeners so far. I've had really, really good feedback and for tuning in for the t- the, per- the first two episodes that have previously been released. So um, as always, before we sort of get into the acceleration of success chart and the Q&A section, we um, always do an overview of what the um, what the organisation we're a part of, what they do and what the, what impact we have. And then I'll also introduce our amazing um, speaker today, our guest today. So I'm a platinum leader within um, IAM Academy and we as an organisation, we have a goal to impact lives and give people the resources to create generational wealth and to develop their own organisation through this platform as well. So we aim to push people to the top 5% of that investor mindset and the business ownership mindset and actually make money work for them instead of having to rely on just one additional sources of income. But we believe in impact over income. Um, so yeah, we're here to impact people's lives and that's our goal. So um, for those that have their own organisation within this organisation and have formed their own business we hit particular ranks and these interviews are um with highly successful people within the business that are of a high rank of in chairmans only so we're talking to the big boys within these episodes so they've been through the highs they've been through the lows they've reached their level to success and they're probably um reaching higher levels to success in the future as well and it's just basically to pick their brains and to give value the reason of this podcast is to give people value that are in the sort of mix of building their business or even not even building a business, just on their journey to success in general, um, to give them value and to give them tips and how to get to where they want to get to. Um, this is to inspire this podcast, and that's all. That's all it is, and it's also to sort of give an overview of the opportunity that we have been so blessed with to jump onto and are on the vehicle to success ourselves. So, um, I'll, yeah, before we go into the Q and A, I'm going to introduce our next amazing guest. Um, his mindset and his belief levels to his success is amazing um his blueprint to success is impeccable i remember in um, the first time i see him speak on a um, zoom call where he absolutely blew my mind he's amazing um, i'm so grateful and blessed that we have actually recently just connected and that i have him on today he's at the prestigious rank of chairman 10 which means he's imp- impacted over 500 people's lives and probably many more than that um so montel please could you introduce yourself and just give you a brief overview of your rank and what it means and about your organization as well and just to give a brief um yeah introduction on yourself if you don't mind please awesome 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 leanne you know i appreciate you so much uh thank you for having me on this school today and you know been a big fan of what you've been doing actually you know i've been listening to the podcast that you've had out with desiree uh luke Carmina, and you know the work that you're doing is truly amazing and you know you're really doing this to impact people's lives and i truly believe that your podcasts uh, the impact that you have on people will go beyond you even knowing. You know, you're going to really impact communities. You're going to be impacting nations with this information. So it, it's great to be here. You know, I appreciate you for having me on. And, uh, you know, listening to your information really inspires me and hearing what the other people have got going on for themselves. You know, the other amazing chairman like Luke and, you know, we've we got Des and there's so many other speakers to come. So I'm really excited for what you've done and I'm really, really excited for where you're going. And um, yeah, a bit about myself, you know, well, I grew up in South, South London, right? You know, I call it South, South London because it's crazy in South London. So it's literally on the edge. And, you know, if we're going to go back to the very beginning, like my mentor says, you know, I was born at a very young age, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, you know, I grew up in, uh, in Croydon. I was actually born in my house. I was a homeborn um going back to oh, the very, wow. yeah yeah going back to the very beginning so I, I have an attachment to my house one of my goals was to actually uh buy my house 
from my my parents because you know I was born there um yeah and you know grew up in South London and it's such an amazing place it's a, it's a very cultured place so it was really easy to grow up and feel at home and feel like you have a sense of belonging uh, in the environment and um you know I, I was there and you know went to school I got good grades I was you know a BC grade student you know just kind of giving school what it what it needed to get past um and you Me know too. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I think most people listening to this um are going to relate to that as well yeah but but you know that wasn't my passion that wasn't my, my path and um you know I, I I would go into to secondary school now and just being a popular kid you know being a charismatic kid being a bit cheeky with the teachers I actually got involved with the wrong people and, wow. you, you know, getting involved with the wrong people is something that's so easy to happen when you go out where I'm from in the environment that I'm in. And I think for so many, you know, kids growing up in London, it's very easy to get enticed by the lifestyle of making money the wrong ways. And, you know, just doing silly things with, with my friends uh, got me into some trouble, you know. Um, and at that point, you know, I really had to say, OK, my life needs to change. My life needs to turn around because if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm going to be in an even worse scenario. So um, it was age 15, you know, a, a life-changing situation happened. And, you know, I would have so many great speakers say, in order for you to take action, something dramatic in your life sometimes needs to happen. And I think that happened for me. You know, my best friend's brother actually uh, got, uh, you know, stabbed to death. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, for me, going to school that day, it was like, wow, you know, you really need to change your environment. You need to change who you're hanging around with the things that you're doing because if you don't change that then you're going to get more of the same um and you know i was praying uh, i prayed to god like for a change and it was just amazing to see what how god came through in my life because what happened was a mentorship program randomly turned up in my school and they said we don't want the cleverest kids we want we don't want the baddest kids we just want the kids that have the most potential um, and for me, that kind of opened my eyes because I said, you know what, I was always enticed to going out there and maybe working in the city, maybe working corporate, but making it to the top of a corporation. I didn't really want to work a retail job um, like I would see so many people do in my area. So the fact that they were coming in from the city, I said, OK, you know, let me kind of look into this and let me see what they've got going on. Uh, and, you know, they provided mentorship. They put me on their program. You know, that was called Arrival Education. Uh, one of my first mentors, his name was Daniel Schnell. Um, you know, he would show me how to speak to people, how to interact with people, uh, how to be a successful CEO. Um, and he really got me thinking about my health as well. There were times that we would run from the city to South London where we lived, um, you know, after the sessions. And for oh me, my God. How yeah, that <laughs> it, it was quite long, you know, it was like a 45 minute an hour run. Oh, wow. and, and, you know, me, I was only like, I was very young at the time you know, 16, 17, 18. Um, but yeah. if you look at what I do every day, I'm running yeah. every day. You know, every day I go for my morning run and I feel like if I didn't have that, you know, five years ago, then who knows if I would be doing the, the you know, level of fitness that I do today. So yeah. healthy body, healthy mind. Exactly. You know, absolutely um, imperative that saying. And yeah, you know, that, that kind of happened in my life. That kind of gave me, you know, the clarity of where I could go. And he would ask me questions of, you know, where do you want to be in life? You know, be, do, have. You have to be where you want to go. You, you got to do it as if, you, as if you have it right now. And, you know, those are some of the things I teach today. And he said, what do you have access to that would be in demand to the public? And for me, 
um, you know, my brother-in-law is a mortgage broker, uh, you know, is, is, a, is a landlord himself. And I said, you know what, let me make the link there. So I had, you know, an idea for business and I, I didn't go to university. He said, you don't necessarily need to go to university unless you want to become a doctor, you know, or your, your profession requires that degree. Um, so that kind of said, you know, what? I don't necessarily need to go down that path of going to university. I set my first business, age 18, uh, a multiple business, matter of a fact. Um, and then I got into a corporate job and I actually went back to working with, um, you know, that mentorship program. And I was now mentoring other people, um, you know, mentoring youth. And that's that's a big part of where, where I am today. I mentor people. And, mm. you know, if I didn't really get go through that path of, you know, getting involved with the wrong people, asking for that change, God provided mentorship for me. Um, you know, I, I was there. I was learning the things. I was learning how to develop my mind. And I could see mentors um you know for example daniel schnell you know people that have the results that i want six seven figure earners um that are successful modeling them and then you know in a short space of time i had to start teaching other people i was teaching you know 15 16 17 year olds um so that was a quick cycle for me and we'll talk about that a bit later on but um that's kind of what got me to, to where i am today and then you know whilst i was working I was only actually getting paid around 700 pounds a month, uh, some months, 600 pounds a month. Um, and I didn't go to university. So my mom was looking at me like, son, you know, you got to figure it out. You know, you got to go to yeah. university or you got to get a job. So um, I, I was I was really looking for an opportunity. I was really saying, you know, I can't just rely on this. And I knew that was going to make me redundant at the end of that month, actually. Um, and a good friend of mine, you know, he said, listen, Montel, uh, let's go to an event. Uh, we went to that event and you know, we, that's where I met my great mentor, Junior Alexander. And, you know, straight away, uh, he, he's also a chairman tenant in this opportunity. And he showed me exactly what it is um, that we're doing today. And, you know, to see where we've come, I'm very excited for what we've done, but I'm, I'm even more excited for where we're going. So that's a bit about me and, you know, how I've kind of got to where I am today. Amazing. Um, been writing loads of notes. Per. Um, so you've sort of fell into the mentorship um, from quite an early age. Mm. Um, you've highlighted, sort of touched on the importance of it, like the importance of mentorship. And I think people actually sort of when it comes to mentorship to struggle to drop their ego to sort of um, submit in a way to and to listen to to their mentor was that a problem for you at a young age of 15 or did you sort of just know that that's what you needed to do was it quite difficult to sort of adapt to that uh, absolutely not you know absolutely not I feel for me um and going back to that you know word of humility you know I, I really learned this from my mentor uh and I apply it every day humility isn't a personality trait it's not a yeah. characteristic that you're born with what it is, is just being humble enough to see somebody else that has the results that you want and following them. Um, so for me, growing up where I grew up, it was very easy. I was very athletic. I would always be playing in uh, the school football team. I would always be playing, you know, American football. I would be, always be doing extracurricular activities. So I always had to follow a coach. I always had to, you know, be yeah. submissive to somebody that could get me to the better version of myself. And looking back at your question, I think that's really allowed me to get to where I am today. I, you know, uh, always taking advice from coaches to improve because I know that if I do what they say, then it's going to only better me. They, they've already mm -hmm. got the results. They're not going to tell me to do something. They're not going to shout at me for the wrong reason. So, you know, fair enough, I didn't have that passion in school necessarily. I'd always have respect to my teachers, uh, but I didn't have that passion in school 
But for the things I was passionate about, like football or American football, and my coaches would be critiquing me, you know, telling me what I could do to get better. I would always take that, you know, on the chin, no matter how bad it was, because I knew that this is my life and I need to get better. You know, they've really got to where they are. So if I want to get to where they are, I need to have that act of humility. I need to identify, okay, they're in a higher position than me. I would like to get to their skill set or what they know, the knowledge even. Because some of them are a lot older than me. They don't have the skills that I have, but they have the knowledge. So it's really about identifying that. And again, just being humble enough, um, you know, to, to really just be submissive. And, you know, I said this on an amazing training. I said, if you're on a mission, then you don't mind being in a position of submission. Wow. And I think that's so powerful because there's so many people that say, I want to go there. I really want to make it to the top. Well, you have to be submissive. You have to just take information from people that are at the top. And, you know, looking back at your question, I feel like for everybody listening uh, on this call and they may say, well, you know what? I feel like I struggle taking advice or I feel like I'm not that coachable. Well, you've all been coachable. Everyone's been coachable, whether it was a teacher you listened to in school, whether it was your driving instructor that, you know, instructed you to pass your test. There's always been at least one scenario. It could even be your parents, right? There's always been one person that you've listened to. Now you've got to go back to that situation and say, okay, how can I apply that? And where I am today. Why did I listen to that person? What did they do with me? Take those characteristics of that person that coached you once in your life. And with whatever you're in, whether you're working a job, whether you're playing football, you now need to kind of look at that person, find that voice that you're going to listen to, look at the characteristics and really say, okay, I'm going to follow that person the same way I followed the person that coached me before. If you're having problems with a coach or with a mentor and what you could even do, right? You could actually go and use initiative and tell that coach, that you're struggling to take advice from or you're struggling yeah. to take information from and say, hey, you know, I don't quite like how you're actually telling me this information. Maybe that's why I'm not moving this way. When I was really at my best, I was in this situation with this mentor and they treated me like this. So I would prefer if you treated me like this as well. or You spoke to me in this type of way. And guess what? You know, that mentor is going to take the information, that coach or that manager is going to take the information. They're now going to give it to you how you want it to be given to you as well. If they're, you know, that generous and, you know, you can really, yeah. you can really get things going on from there. So that's some great advice I would definitely give. Great. Okay. That's amazing. Amazing. So, um, yeah, so we sort of highlighted the importance of mentorship. So touching back on your, um, did you say that you mentored youth as well? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. How, how was that? How was that experience sort of the transition between being a mentee and then becoming a mentor? What, what age would did you sort of, transition into that as well yeah I mean it, it was an amazing opportunity to be honest and looking back at it it was a very life-changing situation in the sense of having to mature fast because I was so young I think I was mm. age 16 17 um, I got mentored at the age of 16 through the program and it was a program that you could advance and then mentor others so it was a, yeah. a real a character building process and age 18 I would say that's when I started to mentor other people, oh, age 17, wow. age 18. So, yeah. and, and it's funny because these kids I was mentoring were literally two years younger than me. But yeah. to be in that situation when you've got people looking up to you, you know, you, you, you're really responsible for lives at this point. You know, people are really going to do what you say. And that responsibility being on my shoulders at a young age really made me develop faster, really made me mature faster. It made me look at my self-confidence and my self-image. I had to say, how do I see myself? Because... That's how these kids are going to be listening to me. Um, and, you know, that was so powerful. I always thank God for that um, because 
it allowed me to become a better student because every great teacher was once a great student, right? Every great leader was once a great follower. So because I realized when I was first mentoring these students, I wasn't the best prime example. I had to go and find, I had to go and humble myself again and ask my uh, mentors, how can I be better? How can I, you know, how can I really give these guys the example uh, that they deserve? And that goes back to this, you know, to answer your question in full as well. The process was amazing because, you know, I learned this again from our great mentor, uh, David Aminitier. He said this, right? He said there's four types of knowledges. The first one is learning knowledge. So you have to learn the information, right? You know, whatever field it is you're in today, whether it's finances, whether it's, you know, sports, whether it's art, you have to learn the skill set for it, okay? Learn the knowledge, okay? Then you have the activity knowledge. So, you know, most people fail because they learn the information, but they don't go out there and apply the information. Well, you know, that's really how you're going to grow. OK, you know, people get pumped up, they get ready to learn. But when it comes to time to doing uh, that, drawing that picture or doing that presentation or taking that test, you know, they don't want to do it. Well, like I said, you have to really fail forward. You know, you have to go and do the activity. That's where the knowledge really comes in. So you have the learning knowledge, the activity knowledge. Then you have the modeling knowledge. Um, and, you know, that's where people say, look at me right now. They say you sound like your mentors. Uh, you sound just like Dane or you sound just like David. And, you know. When I, I remember going down uh, London Bridge one time, I was going to a meeting and a group of people were sitting down. They called me over. They said, is your mentor, uh, you know, even Vungbo, one of my mentors? And, they, and I said, yeah. And they said, yeah, well, you look just like him. You got your jacket on, you got your jeans on and you got your, 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 your business shoes on as well. That's exactly how it looks. So people could spot me and spot my mentors in me, right? Because I understood the power of modeling knowledge. I wanted to model my, my mentors down to the T. Um, and, you know, I did that on purpose, you know, because they have what it is that I want. But again, you know, a lot of people don't go down that route because of humility. Um, so you have the modeling knowledge and then you have the teaching knowledge. And that's exactly what we're doing today. You know, you learn more when you teach. Um, but most people want to go from learn knowledge to teaching knowledge. But you have to do it in that order. All right, you have to yeah. follow the order. You have to become the teacher um, after you've gone through learning the, act the activity, the modeling. Um, and that's when the big money comes in, you know. <laughs> I, I always yeah. say, I say, I say, start teaching. Yeah, at least once you've got to 10,000 uh, a month. But before, you definitely need to focus on the learning knowledge. You definitely want to focus on the activity knowledge um, and the modeling knowledge. You need to find someone that you can model so you then become worth modeling. And that was what happened for me. Um, you know, how could I teach these? How can I lead by a good example if I'm just following my own example? I need to find somebody that has what it is that I want. Someone that is a leader that I say, I want to be just like them. So now I am an example to the people that are following me. And that's exactly how that grew me because I had to really realize that I wasn't the greatest and it was a humbling experience. But that definitely helped me in business today because, you know, I'm still in that same mindset that, I am, I, I, I am just the beginning. You know, we are always at the beginning. Because when you look at that word success, the definition of that is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So no matter what level you get to, really being successful is understanding that there's always another level. Um, so I'm just at the beginning myself. And for finding a mentor that has done a lot more than me um, really allows me to follow their example and then lead by example so others can really follow. Wow. 
amazing honestly just wisdom just flows out of your mouth <laughs> all the time but so many notes at the moment it's just amazing um and it's like you're still such a humble and you can tell you've got such a big heart as well because you've been doing this for obviously so long and you've adapted that sort of um heart of a leader from from at such a young age as well so um it's really really inspiring inspiring listening to you talk um are you how old are you sorry if you don't mind me asking yeah i actually just turned 23 last week so yeah we're the same age honestly it's crazy i'm learning so much from you in a minute it's just amazing so it just it sort of goes to show that any sort of generation at any age you can adapt a mindset so strong Mm. um and so mature as well which is something i'm in the process of doing so your course um your episode at the minute is really really helping me especially um anyone that's sort of around our age group can relate as well in this in this journey because it takes a lot of development um and i've developed a lot i would Mm. say but i've got a lot i've got a long way to go as well to reach the level that you are so thank you very much for the knowledge that you're dropping today and sharing your story as well um so we're going to get into the q a now i'm just sort of going to explain what the acceleration of success chart is i actually got this from a call that matt rosie did for our team um who is for those who don't know he's chairman 750 he's um, one of the highest paid um leaders and um, chairmen in the organization and he sort of um set out the stages there's actually different stages to success that I wasn't aware of um so yeah so basically the first stage that you jump into is your journey of success in general you would be an um, uninformed optimism so you first jump in and you're you sort of have a lack, lack of knowledge and your ignorance is on fire like you're really excited to get involved like you just you've got your your, your first spark of jumping in and you're uninformed you're an uninformed optimism and then you go into the next stage um so you've been in this stage for i don't know maybe one or two months or when you first started mm. and then you go to the informed pessimist stage and then you realize like wow this actually is quite a lot of hard work <laughs> and you think oh um like this this like you have a bit of self-doubt and you realize it's actually not a, a get rich quick scheme um you, you don't earn money um quite quickly you have to do a lot of development and a lot of hard work to do that so you have to start of have, start to have a bit of self-doubt but you're still sort of involved and you're excited and you're still going and then you reach a stage called um the valley of despair now, this is where you sort of experience a lot of losses, a lot of L's. Um, you know, you sort of catch shiny object syndrome. You're sort of looking at other other people doing well and you're thinking, oh, like, could I jump on and do the same thing? Or you sort of want to switch it up and um, you have downfalls. And then it goes around in a cycle. So what you do is you find something new that you think is going to fix everything. And um, it goes back into the uninformed optimism stage and you're excited about that new thing you think is going to fix everything. And then you go back into informed pessimism and think, okay, um, maybe this this is not working as much as I thought it was. And you go around in a cycle and a cycle. And um, what happens is, is that if you don't, if you don't realize that why you're in the valley of despair and sort of develop yourself and, um, and others as well, is that you, um, you you won't you obviously you go back in that cycle but once you realize why you're in the valley of despair you reach an informed optimism stage and this is where your momentum falls in everything falls into place you're getting constant success um your trade is going well or your business is building or in any sort of success it's just going very very well at the moment and you're probably at a high um, pinnacle of your success um but this is also dangerous because you can fall back into the cycle again if you didn't really know why you was in the valley of despair so i hope i've explained that in the correct way that's in a good in good, good understanding of that and i hope people are taking notes because this is where i can lose people <laughs> so i hope everyone's taking notes and the listeners are taking notes um, as well 
So um, you sort of you gave a background about how your journey's been. So tell us how you sort of when you first jumped in. Tell us how you felt between the transition of uninformed optimism. So when you first jump on and you're excited, and then you're sort of transitioning into the informed pessimist, and you're thinking, okay, this is a lot of hard work. Like tell us how you felt and how you sort of overcome that self doubt if there was any. Um, and yeah, yeah, tell us how you felt. Wow, wow, absolutely fantastic. You know, just taking that passage of what you just said uh, was really powerful because you said we're around a similar age. And, yeah. um, you know, you said you're learning from me, but I'm learning from you. You know, one thing that I've learned oh, to be you. is, yeah, no, most definitely <laughs> is, is being that sponge. You know, you can learn from everybody. And I think it comes underneath that humility as well. If somebody is not exactly where you want to be, um, they, they don't have the results you want, you can learn from them what not to do. Right. As long as, yeah. you know, you're learning something, you should be learning from every situation. And, you know, you you are someone that, you know, you're doing absolutely amazing things. And let me tell you why, because you're positioning yourself around this information. So just going back to the first half of what you said with, you know, people of our generation, technology has made it so easy to soak up information yeah. like this and put yourself in front of others. Uh, I believe Bill Gates said, you know, this is the best time to be alive right you know this is the greatest time to be alive because 100 years ago you couldn't get podcasts like this you know 300 years ago you couldn't get podcasts like this so the fact that you are putting yourself in front of this information you know in the next five years this is going to be in your subconscious you're going to be speaking this and people are going to be having you on their podcasts you know so i hope so thanks (laughs) oh oh, it's already done it's already done you. you know it's absolutely done and uh going back to your question about uninformed optimism uh you know value of despair uh, staying in that cycle um, and informed optimism, um, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. The information is great. And it's funny, while she was talking, I remember myself being at every point <laughs> in my journey. <laughs> I was like, okay, yep, that was me when I had this organization at this number. Oh, yep, that was me when I, when this happened with my, my, my investment account. Oh, yep, that was me. Um, so, you know, it, it's absolutely amazing. And, you know, it's, it's a journey. And no matter what you're doing right now, you're going to go through what Leanne just mentioned. You're going to go through it. It's the process. And I believe in you're going to have to pay the price. Yeah. You know, and once you understand, and hopefully this podcast can really help you, because once you understand that you're going to have to pay the price, no matter what you're doing, whether it's art or music or you know, football, whatever it is, you're going to have to pay that price in order to become really successful uh, in where you're going. And you can't skip the process in anything. Mm. You know, I think you hear about the process much more in sports like boxing and, you know, football and, you know, them training every day because, you know, you have to do that. It's a test physically, but in business or whatever profession you're in, that same price needs to be paid if you want to get to the top level of a top, you know, league footballer, for example. You know, the business that we're in, you have to train your mind. You have to train yourself the same way a footballer would train their body um, to get to the top elite levels. And you have to pay that price. You have to go go through that cycle that you just spoke about. Um, how did I overcome these things, right? So, of course, I started off, ignorance on fire and that happened for me getting my first result you know Mm. me getting my first result through through my trading account you know i made some money and i said wow i said this thing really works and then uh i shared it with a few friends i got paid some residual income and i said wow even more i said so this thing really does work right i was really fired up and i said the whole world needs to know about this um and, and you know getting some success getting that momentum under my wings and going out there and 
you know, telling all my friends on social media uh, and then <laughs> getting to that point where I think the organization grew to around 20 and I, I looked up so much. I said, wow, we're at 20, but we have 480 to go. That was a valuable spare for me, most definitely. <laughs> I got to 20 people uh, as a P600 and I said, Wow, you know, everyone every was looking at chairman at that point. That was the pinnacle position. Chairman 10, that's all you'd be hearing. And I just yeah. got in, I hit P600. And, and you know, it all starts with gratitude. You know, if I knew this back then, I would be grateful for where I am as, as a P600. And not not really so much look up so high. Um, and, and that kind of discouraged me for a little bit. And that's when I turned into that, that point of the value of dis- the despair. But luckily, I snapped out of that cycle because I had to really understand this. One, gratitude is everything. Gratitude allows you to receive more, number one. So if I'm grateful for having 20 people in my team, then that's going to allow me to receive more uh, people mm. in my team. But if I'm just always looking at I'm like, oh man, I've got 480 to go, then I'm really going in the opposite direction. Because you know, if I'm frustrated, then I'm going to attract more frustration. So you have to have the perfect peace. You, know, you have to have that peace um, that passes all understanding really. And that really helped me get out of the value of despair because your time is coming. Everybody that's listening to this right now, you're in your process. You got to understand that your time is coming, right? People Mm -hmm. often compare themselves to other people, uh, but they don't know the other person's story. And then they start to get discouraged or they look up so high at the next goal. And here's one thing I heard uh, from a top leader in our company. He said, you know what? Sometimes we look at the top of the mountain so much and we focus there when we're climbing up the mountain. It's often that little rock that trips us up, Mm. right? So you really need to look down sometimes and look at where you are and, you know, what the next level is. What is the next step before you focus on the top? Always have the end goal in mind. Have the top of the mountain in mind so you know where you're going. You've got that direction, but you need to be looking down at where you are right now and focusing on the next step. So when I understood that, to really take the journey as it comes, trust the process, understand my time is coming, being grateful for where I am. Uh, and not only that, um, you know, of course, just, just be, being patient and being patient isn't, you know, not doing anything. Being patient is you need to stay in the activity mode. You need to stay uh, doing the, the, the presentation. You need to stay inspired. You need to stay dedicated and disciplined. Um, but you stay patient in that process your time most definitely will come because it works. And, you know, we're in an environment which I'm so grateful for where we can see it working every single day. There's always an example of what trust in the process looks like. So we always know that, guess what? Our time is coming, but, you know, we just have to stay the course. We have to trust the process, um, you know, because we can see it works for other people. So that that really did help me get out of that valley of despair, um, knowing those things right there, trusting the process being patient, being grateful. Um, And then that got me back into, you know, informed optimism. You know, I was willing to listen again. Um, You know, I was willing to apply the information that I was receiving. And I was willing to be dedicated and disciplined um, because I understood my time is coming. And, you know, persistence is the seed for faith. You know, persistent is the seed for faith. If you got, if you, if you got faith and you know where you're going, you, you believe that you're going to get there, you're going to be persistent in anything you do, no matter how long it takes for you to get the results. If you believe in where you're going because you're grateful every day, you know, you're trusting the process, you're staying in the right environment. And we can talk about that a little bit later on. But um, I, I truly believe you, you will stay persistent. You will stay consistent in whatever it is you're doing 
no matter how long it takes, uh, so long as you, you know you have faith. And that's why belief is really important. And when I started to believe, uh, that really did allow me to get out of that that you know value of despair, stay in that informed optimism, and you have to stay informed because that's how you stay inspired. And if you're inspired, that's where information can come in. You know, you have to stay inspired. People that, that are stagnant right now, they, they're one, they're not inspired. Uh, two, they don't have the goal that they're attached to. But if you're not inspired, then you it's like your ears are shut. You're not listening. You can't listen if you're not inspired. So you have to stay inspired. You have to go to the conventions. You have to be plugged in. You have to be listening to some form of personal development because the event you miss is the event you needed the most. The book that you didn't read is the book that you needed the most. And the audio that you didn't listen to is the audio that you needed the most. So this podcast <laughs> that you might be about to, you know, press pause on, it's the podcast that you needed the most, right? So um, you have to stay inspired. And that's what really will get you to the next level. Because again, you'll stay informed. Um, and, you know, repetitious information is the only way that you can drive out doubt. It's the only way. You know, I'll say that again. Repetitious information is the only way that you can drive out doubt. And if you have no doubt in your mind because you're consistently listening to these podcasts, you're consistently going to the you know events, you're seeing the vision, you're seeing the, the end, right? You're seeing people that have the results you want, you're going to stay in, inspired. You're going to receive the information. And guess what? You're going to take action on the information. And then with time, you're going to get those results. And you're now going to become the example. And your story uh, is going to be so powerful because... You know, you decided to stay informed. You just decided to stay inspired. So when other people could say, well, I was going to give up. You know, I was going to go down that. I was in that cycle, right? If, if Imagine if I decided to quit, right? I was in the valley of despair. I looked up and I said, oh, wow, I've got 20 in my team. I've got, you know, I've got 480 to go. If I quit at that very moment, I understood that my podcast that you guys are listening to today with Leanne would never be heard. So the fact I could stay inspired, the fact that I could stay believing has allowed me to be an example to other people. Because again, I heard that you know, everyone's got a, a sad story, but nobody wants to hear it until you become a success. And you know, it's very true. We could all quit, but then guess what? I'm, I'm stopping that, that next person that needs this information in the next 10 years, the next 20 years. I'm stopping them from hearing that I was in the same situation and I made it out. I'm an example. And if I can do it, then so can they. So you have to keep going because your story is going to change the life of someone 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now that was in your situation. So that's why everybody should have that internal burning desire to make it big in this thing because somebody is going to come across your story. They're going to see you as their hero and they're going to go in your direction. You're going to allow someone to believe. About, I think the, um, the, the things you touched on about belief and gratitude um is one thing i think it's quite difficult to grasp straight away and you really have to adapt to that um eventually throughout your journey it's something that i st i still struggle with like i think when you have that desire and that want and for something so much it is so hard to keep in that moment to keep the gratitude and to and to um and keep the belief as well when you're not constantly seeing results so as you said to sort of hold that up um to stay inspired um, and to jump on to read to keep absorbing knowledge and make sure that you're jumping onto anything that you sort of need to plug into 
Um, so touching back onto, you said that you did actually fall into the valley of despair, maybe, I don't know, maybe once or twice. Um, what did you think, if you are willing to share this, what, what was your sort of biggest downfall or challenge um, within your valley of despair moment and sort of how did you get out of it? Sure, sure. And, you know, going back to what you said, uh, most definitely for somebody saying, OK, but I've tried to be grateful. It really it, it was a paradigm shift for me, you know, and mm. that was an event in my mind that changed. You know, you're going to really have to change your mind. And if you can't get to that moment where you can think about gratitude, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But you got to really begin with the end in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're brand new into an opportunity. you got to think, OK, where am I going? Why do I need to work? why do I need this to work for me? And that's going to keep you going down that path anyway. But for me, you know, that why was burning. That was great. But then, of course, getting into that value of despair, I said, all right, cool. Let me really start to listen to some personal development. Uh, came across David Minitia, came across, uh, you know, Bob Proctor. They said, write down 10 things you're grateful for. And the moment I wrote down 10 things I was grateful for, it was like a big weight lifted off my shoulders, mm. like a massive weight lifted off my shoulders. And it became a way of living, you know, it really did become a way of living and you just got to try it. So if you're in that, that same situation I was where, you know, you kind of feel demotivated, write down things you're grateful for, write down for the fact, you know, I'm grateful that I've got a roof over my shoulders. I'm grateful that I've got clothes on my back. I'm grateful that I've got a home that I live in. You know, when you start to write down these little things, people don't have these things around the world. So you're in such a better situation than most of the world are. But not only that, you have access to information like this, like Leanne's podcast, number one, right? So you're going to naturally get better. But not only that, guess what? You're now going to be so much more enthusiastic. You're going to be in a better vibration to actually go out there and achieve your goals. So being in that state of gratitude, it really just put you in, in that vibration that allows you to go out there and achieve so much more. So it's important. Now, even if you think, okay, you know, writing down things I'm grateful for, just try it. I would say just try write down 10 things and really meditate on it. Really think, get emotionally attached to it. Don't just write, I'm grateful that I'm alive. No, right? I'm so grateful that, you know, I, I am alive. You know, really think about it. Think about people that aren't in your situation right now, you know, and you'll be so much more grateful. And then guess what? You look at your goal and you think, okay, you know, it could be a lot worse. Let me go and get this thing, you know? So um, I, I feel that was a massive paradigm shift for me. And, you know, going back to your question of uh, being in that moment and, and why did it happen? Definitely comparison. Yeah. Um, definitely. I think this Speak is the thing. Thief of joy, they call exactly. it. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, comparison really is the thief of joy. And um, being in my situation, I was 19 in, in the opportunity. Having 20 people in my group was something you just never heard of. Coming yeah. from where I come from, being 19, focused on business, growing a team to 20 people at that point. You know, if I wasn't comparing myself, I'd tell you're doing a pretty good job. But yeah. because I would look at other young people that had 100 people or 200 people, and I didn't necessarily know how long they've been in business for, you know, the experience they had compared to mine or, you know, how they even got to 200 people. It could have been an opportunity for two more years than me, you know, to get at those, those people. So it, that really is the thief of joy because only when I started to look around was when I would start to go down. 
right? Yeah. That's when my head would start to drop. But if I just stay focused on me, and, and this is one thing I do, you know, I learned this from another great leader that was in the business. Uh, he said, you know what? I don't look left. I don't look right. If you look at a horse when they're racing, they have these blinders on their eyes. So yeah. all they see is what's in front of them. They don't focus on anything else going on around them. They don't look left. They can't look right. So what they can see is the finish line and them getting there. And that's how we have to treat our success. So me, I don't look left right now. I don't look right. I don't do none of that stuff. I just focus on me, get 1% better every single day. uh, And then, you know, getting closer and closer towards that goal every single day. And, you know, it's just a matter of time until it gets done. So that was definitely the reason why I was in uh, that state that you just mentioned. Why I was in... um, you know, the the value of despair because I was looking around. So for anyone that's in that point right now, um, if you if you start comparing yourself, you trust the journey, you're grateful for where you are, I'm telling you that's the fastest way you can get out of that cycle. And it's not gonna happen overnight. You know, you're gonna have to practice it. You know, it may take you a week to stop comparing yourself. It may take you a week to stop judging yourself um to what other people have got going on. But when you get into that practice of you know you just focusing on yourself getting better and better every single day. You celebrating other people. And that was another thing. You have to celebrate other people that are doing better than you because you put out that vibration of celebrating, you know, you're going to attract that even into your life now, even faster. So th- those are two of the biggest things, you know, stop comparing myself and start celebrating. So you, you could definitely uh, make make a song out of that. Stop, stop comparing and start celebrating. Mm-hmm, <laughs> All right? You know, um, and that, that will help everyone so much. It helped me so much. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one thing that I still do myself, like, definitely um, compare to others, to other people's journey, because there are so many sex, sex, successful people around me, and and that's one thing that I definitely still need to work on. I'm getting better, but I'm definitely, definitely still need to, um, and I think it puts pressure on yourself as well. It just puts so mm. much unstrained pressure when you when you start comparing and think, and start putting, like, a, obviously you put a time frame on your goals, but when you actually start putting pressure on yourself, and like having these expectations that are just maybe maybe too high. I mean, there's nothing wrong with thinking big and dreaming big, but having very, very high expectations on yourself gives you obviously a lot of pressure for yourself. And that's something that I'm definitely working on at the moment. So that's very helpful for me. Um, and anyone who's listening is in that situation. Uh, so, yeah, you touched on how you got out of it. Um, so how did you sort of break that cycle and catch your momentum? Was it? I mean, touching on belief as well and, and stop comparing, um, you sort of touched on those, but is there anything anything else that sort of made you break that cycle and have your full steam ahead of momentum? And yeah, any tips in that sense? Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned something as well, and I think that's another great point. Sometimes you put a date on our goal and we really get so emotionally attached to that date. Yeah. You know, I think that is the third big thing that happened to me that put me in that value of despair. Um, that's happened to a lot of people we put that deadline and for me mm. I have so much faith I have so much belief in it doesn't matter who you believe in your creator has already written that date down for you to achieve the goal if mm. you're if you're right and you put it on your goal card as well but for me it's just really trusting in God's time and that's one thing that's completely changed the game for me it's completely allowed me just to be at ease you know I can't worry now because I know it has to happen Mm. Um, I still put in as much work. I put, I, I, I even work even harder now because mm. I know that it could turn up tomorrow. But if I'm not ready for it, then I, I'm not going to hold it for long. So mm. really understanding that, you know, that date, you know, it's great to have a date. Definitely write a goal. Uh, you have to have a date on the goal. 
but you don't become emotionally attached to that day. Mm. That day is a guideline. It's just a, you know, this is where you should be. This, this is good. You know, it's, it's, it's there for direction purposes. It's not there for do or die. You know, it's not, mm. you don't, you don't hit this goal and this time you're a failure. It's never that. So for me, understanding that, you know, understanding that after I didn't achieve a, a couple of deadlines and, you know, I, I would really feel very down and I, that's when I would start to compare. That probably would start the comparison process. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to what you said on that, that really did um, allow me to start getting back into momentum when I would understand that because timing is time, you know, it, when, it, when it is time, all I have to now do is, and I, I was telling my leaders this just yesterday, you have to focus on becoming that person of where you want to be. So let's say, you know, my next level is 30,000 a month, all right? Mm-hmm. I need to look at, okay, Montel, what do you look like making 30,000 a month? What are your responsibilities? What are your day-to-day tasks? What are your challenges? What are your trials? What are these things that you have to go through? What are the good things? How are you living your life, right? What are these things that I, I am now going to become making 30,000 a month, right? As opposed to 10,000 a month. Okay, well, what, what am I going to look like? What does that person look like? And I'm working every single day to become that person. Um, and once I'm that person, right, it's just a matter of time until uh, the physical reflects that in my bank account. So mm-hmm. for, for the people here that have the dates, you know, we, we want to chase them. That's more, that's more in the sense of chasing the money. Okay, I need to get this done so I can make this amount of money by this date. No, chase the person, chase the process. Fall in love with the process instead of falling in love with the end result, fall in love with the process, you know, and fall in love with the journey, not just the success story. Um, mm-hmm. So when I understood that and I understood, okay, it's really about me developing who I am. It's, it's all about me getting better every single day because you don't, you never want to get to a position where the money outgrows you. You always yeah. have to be growing. You always have to be growing so you can handle that money when it comes and then you can get to the next level. Um, and that's one thing I've seen in my journey. But um, that that definitely did allow me to kind of break out of that that cycle of, you know, sh- stop putting so much pressure on myself when I understood that the time is going to come. God's timing is time. That is the time. That is the time. I, there's divine timing in that, and I can't do nothing about that. I just work, you know, my behind off every single day, mm-hmm. right, to get better, to become that person that I need to become in order to achieve uh, that that financial result that i'm looking for that physical result or whatever result you're looking for um so that's that's definitely what i would recommend to people just understanding that your date is great the deadline is great it sets the direction but understand that it's gonna happen you just Mm. have to become that person that is already there that you are already there you just have Mm. to visualize yourself there and then go and chase that vision go and work towards that vision become that person think like that person that you want to be. And then once you start to think like that every single day, you know, the result will come. Uh, it has no other option but to show up. So that's how we break out of that cycle. Um, and then, you know, just start the small things. You know, I would hear, you know, many motivational speakers just say, just do a little bit of what you would do before when you was in momentum. So if you're out of momentum and, you know, you know you need to show the plan and your opportunity, just start with piquing someone's interest. Because you can't go from, you know, lifting 10 kg to doing nothing. And then the next day, expect to lift 10 kg again. You have to build up that momentum. So, you know, understanding that timing, got the divine timing, it's going to happen. And then really just doing small things. Just maybe prospecting two people a day. Maybe placing one trade a day. Maybe watching one video on the academy every day. 
uh, you know, just doing the little things and then you build up that momentum again and again and again and again. And, you know, before you know it, you look back and you're right where you was again. You was right where you was, where you left off at that 10 kg. And now you've got the momentum you've learned from before. You can even go and surpass that. Now you're going to 20 kg, you're going to 50 kg. And that's the same with you and your goals, you know, your targets. You know, you're going to, you know, be, be in that cycle um, and then you're going to break out of it when you understand, okay, cool. I just need to become that person. The date is great. It gives me direction, but I need to become the person of that that's attaining that money that I've written down, all right? And now as I work on becoming that person, I need to just start picking up the small things to become that person. Just the small things. Get back into the groove, and then guess what? When I hit momentum, it's straight gas, no brakes, until I really smash through where it is that I'm going. That's an amazing, amazing point to, um, to touch on. And so... Yeah, sort of becoming human, becoming, focusing on who you need to become. And so what stage, out of all those stages that we've touched on, what stage do you feel like impacted you the most? Um, well, you know, me, I love to say, of course, we'd all love to say the stage of our momentum, you know, the informed mm. optimism. That is great. Mm. Um, but I really believe that anything that doesn't break you makes you. So being, yeah. being in that, you know, value of despair, I think that is really what allowed me to learn. So now I can teach other people that are following me. Mm. You know, whenever you go through a hard period or a hard patch, that's going to allow you to become a better mentor for your future mentees, for the people that are going to be following you. Mm. Um, so I, I really do, I, I do love being in that informed optimism. Mm. Uh, I do love... Who doesn't? You know, exactly, right? We all do love that. And yeah. um, I, I love being knowledge on, on fire, you know, ignorance on fire, I would say, um, as opposed to knowledge on ice. I love being in that phase. But I think the value of despair is really the lessons. And here's the thing, getting to where I've got to now, it's just understanding that that is the best place to be. And you will never fear, you know, getting into a rough spot because you're now looking at it as a learning curve. You're, you're always constantly looking at, okay, I'm going to learn from this. So no matter how bad the situation you're in, your mm. mindset is, I'm going to learn from this. I'm in this situation right now so it can grow me to become that person, as you said, becoming, yeah. right? So yeah. to become that goal, I needed to go through this. And then when you go through any obstacle, I don't even call them obstacles no more because I know I'm there just to learn. So mm. I, I get less emotionally attached to whatever it is that's going on now because I know, okay, if this is not a pleasant situation for me. It's just going to allow me to grow. So, you know, you say value of despair, right? I'm just want to make sure yeah. I'm saying it correct. Yeah, it's, yeah. Exactly. We look at that word value, right? Your, your, your value of despair, you have to value those moments. Yeah. <laughs> you really have to value those moments because when you look at it, when you look at the word value, you know, it simply says the regard that something is held to deserve, the importance, worth, or usefulness of something. So yeah. you, you, that despair is useful, right mm. the value of despair is useful right so it's worth something it's important it's an important thing and again it says something that is held to deserve so you have to value these tough spots these tough mm. moments in life because it's going to allow you to get to what it is that you deserve so i think that is so important for us all just not to seek the good times when we're in momentum but really really enjoy the times when we're not because every time something doesn't go your way it's an opportunity for you to learn it's an opportunity for you to grow so that you can regard it and achieve your goals because 
if there was no obstacles in life, then mm-hmm. life wouldn't be fun. It would be too easy, you know? So I, I really like those crunch time moments, you know, where it allows you to become a better version of yourself. Um, and, you know, I was actually listening to a successful fighter last night and he said, you know, I loved the fight that I just had because it made me become a better version of me. But guess what? If he had an easier position, he wouldn't have to train as hard. He wouldn't have to become a better version of himself. Mm. So if every challenge we had was easy, we'd stay at the same level. But it's yeah. those hard, grit, teeth moments that really allow you to become better. And when you become better, you become that person that it is that you said you wanted to become anyway. Yeah, you become your desired self. There you go. So, yeah, you know, amazing. for me... Uh, for me, I, I love the value of despair and, and yeah. breaking out of that cycle because, you know, when you when you get that aha moment and it clicks, I've had that Eureka. so many times. Yeah, there you go. When you get that Eureka <laughs> moment, uh, there's not a quiet, you know, there's no other feeling quite like that. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it for I me. Imagine. Have you had more Have you had more than one Eureka moment, do you feel like? Oh, m- most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I mean, I had one just this weekend. Uh, and i'll share yeah i'll share with you actually is it you know with me i value every religion i i I value every faith um and for me in my faith it really says i am that i am and that's that's been quoted so many times in in my book that i read my faith my uh, the book that i'm i read is my faith and in that book is the bible so there's so many quotes that, that where he says, I am that I am. And, you know, there's one that really stood out and it really, it really gave me a shift. And I think this is going to change so many people that are listening to this information uh, mm. right now. But what that was, was right here. I'm going to read it out for you yeah. because um, I really know that this, this little passage is going to change the game for so many people. Mm, amazing. And, yeah. So let me go ahead and share that with you guys because... When I understood, and it sounds so simple, it sounds so easy, but when I really understood that God is inside of you, there's nothing you can't do. And, you know, it says it here, I, I have said, ye are gods, right? With a small g, and all of you are children of the Most High. So that gave me such a paradigm shift of any goal, because if your goal is to you know, grow a six-figure investment portfolio, seven-figure investment portfolio, lead a 1,000 people, lead 10,000 people, lead 100,000 people. When you really make the connection that the creator of this world is on the inside of you, I am that I am. Mm. And we say our goals, I'm so happy and grateful now that I am, you know, whatever it is you want to become. You're speaking about, the God that lives inside of you and that God can do anything. The mm. same God that's allowed us to put this podcast together. The same God that allowed the person to listen to this podcast. The same God that allowed us to do everything that we're doing right now is really on the inside of you. So that was a massive eureka moment because we hear it so many times. But when it really clicks, mm. there is really nothing you can't do. You become, you know, in God-like mode, you become unstoppable. And that's where I, I, I really think I am right now. I, I heard that over this weekend and it stunned me for a good 48 hours. Yeah, wow. I, it, it had me, it knocked me back and I said, wow. I said, there is nothing I cannot do because everything I can see around me, the stars, the sun, the moon, the, the rivers, all of these things, <laughs> it got created by the person that lives within me. I am. Yeah. You look at the word I am, right? That is God. I am yeah. is God. And 
when you say it, I am, that is you. You are God. All right, man. And you look at it this way. You are a form of your mother or your father. They came together to create you. Mm. When you really understand that, it's like, you know, God created you. God is within you. So there's nothing you can't do. So I think that's so powerful for whoever's listening to this. Because now you know the creator is within you. You're going to go out there and do whatever it is that you want to do. You're going to have so much more conviction and belief in yourself to achieve that goal that you set because you know that you're unstoppable because the creator that created this world for you to even conceive your goal is inside of you. So when you understand that, there's no limit. And, you know, having paradigm shifts, having, you know, uh, eureka moments like that are really what makes this journey so much fun. And, you know, I don't just have it once every year. I have these every you know week mm. if no i have ideas every day but i have yeah. real paradigm shifts uh and the real ones like that they're sweet man they're sweet ones to cherish and i, I i'll never forget that that would definitely be a part of me and hopefully whoever's listening to this right now they can go and go in and research that even more and and hopefully it can impact their life as well yeah to sort of believe in the higher power within yourself Oh yeah, most definitely. Right, yeah, amazing. I'm um, just, I just have one more question to ask. Sure, sure. One more, and then we can stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, if there's, you've covered a lot today, you've given so much value. So, thank you, thank you so much. I've definitely taken so many notes and taken so much from this. So, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so, just one more thing. Um, what's the one thing you would say to someone who's in that valley of despair? What's one thing? One last piece of advice. Yeah. Uh, that's such a great question. You know, you have to, <clears throat> I would say you have to really go out there. And I mentioned it earlier, you have to begin with the end in mind. And, you know, you have to borrow from the vision of the future. That's what I would say. Uh, borrow from the vision of the future. I remember my mentor, David Aminitier, uh, telling me that. And, uh, you know, for me, one key thing was reading in Think and Grow Rich. It says your thoughts are things. So if you want to change the things in your life, you have to change the thoughts in your life. Uh, so, you know, everybody wants to become that, that millionaire quickly. Everybody wants to mm-hmm. come in and make a million pounds tomorrow. Well, let's develop the skill set of a millionaire, right? You know, because if you have the skills, you have the belief and you have the desire, eventually you'll become that millionaire. And if you're in an opportunity and you can see that it works for people around you, uh, don't doubt. You know, just understand, like I said earlier, it will work in time for you, but you have to be consistent. You have to be persistent. And the end result, it has no other option but to take place. It has no other choice. Uh, but most people, you know, they quit before it gets there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they sow that seed. They get started in an opportunity. They write down their goal. They say, I am so happy and grateful now. But guess what? When you look at the word hair, this is where you are right now. You're here right now. H-E-R-E. But you want to get there. T-H-E-R-E. The T is the only difference from here and there. And that T stands for time. Wow. You know, wow. so, exactly. So when you sow that seed, you are going to reap that reward. But you have to go in that process. You have to develop that person. As you said, you have to become uh, the better person of the better version of yourself. And then once you're there, that's when you have the result. But people quit before that. And you have to stay patient. You have to have faith in that period of time on the way to getting there. Um, and you'll most definitely get there. So borrow the vision from the future. I do that so many times, you know, even every single day, uh, every day, you know, sometimes you're going to be a bit demotivated in the morning. You're going to be a bit, you know, oh, you know, 
I have to wake up. I only had four hours sleep. I only had three hours sleep. Well, what do I do? I borrow from the vision in the future. I, I borrow from where I'm going. I see myself there. I visualize myself there. I, I get so fired up with the emotions of me attaining my goals now that I forget all the physical pain that I have to go through today. Mm. So <laughs> I think that definitely, uh, you know, helps so much. And, you know, if you're going to be continuously led by your thoughts, you need you really need to program your mind you know yeah. it says you become what you think about and things grow rich as a man thinks in his heart so is he so i have to study where my thoughts come from and you know they come from my five senses so i have to see where i'm going all the time mm. you know i have to visualize that person i'm going to become and now put those things around me so i can keep going towards where it is that i, I want to go because what happens is if you don't have the signs you're now stuck and you're just focusing on your current situation Right, you're focused on your current situation. But if you can see where you're going, you can get your thoughts towards where you're going. You're always gonna push yourself the extra mile because you know where you're going. So, you know, before you get there, you must go there and understand whatever you experience in your life, you must believe. Right? Whatever you experience in life, you believe. Uh, you know, if you don't experience it, you will never believe it. And you think about it, if you've ever had a bad dream, you woke up to it and because you experienced it. You know, and your body was reacting to that. So you believed it. Um, so I, I definitely say go out there and you look at the word goal, G-O-A-L, go out and live, you know. Mm-hmm. So you got to go out there. You got to go taste these goals. Go and feel these goals. See what it's like to sit in that car. See what it's like to have that handbag that you always wanted. Feel the lever. Smell the lever. Use your five senses to put yourself there already. So now every day you're geared towards it. You're going to wake up, fired up, motivated to go out there and achieve that goal. And even if you have three, four hours sleep, there's days I don't have sleep. But because mm-hmm. I know where it is that I'm going and that vision is so powerful, I keep going every single day. So you definitely have to, uh, like I said, borrow from the vision of the future. And that will keep you going to exactly where it is that you need to go. Amazing. I just wrote that down. I think I might print it out and stick it stick it on my vision board, <laughs> that quote. That's amazing. Okay, well, we'll wrap it up now. I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time, Montel. Honestly, it's been an amazing episode. I can't wait to um, listen to it back myself as well. And I'm sure the listeners have taken in so much value and I really, really hope they have the notepads and pens and taken it all down. Um, we've definitely impacted a few lives today. So I'm really, really um, thankful for you for um, taking time out of your time, your busy schedule to be on this podcast with me today. So thank you very much. Wow. And, you know, I'd love to give it back to you. I want to say thank you for inviting me on. Uh, thank you for setting this up for everybody listening you know as I said earlier you're going to impact the world with your podcast I truly believe that so keep going you know you're doing an amazing job you're you're just going to keep growing from taking this information and I'm really excited for your future I can't wait to see where you are in the next five ten years and and I can't wait to see more and more people listening to your podcast and you even speaking to you know speakers that are really really uh world established you know so i'm looking forward to the future i'm really proud of you and keep going oh thank you so much that means more than you know so thank you and yeah we'll, we'll catch up soon montel thank you very much all right you take care thanks for having thank me Thank you. bye bye so please give my instagram a follow leanne mcdowell underscore bti for the next episodes to be released and also please give montel hansen a follow on instagram to follow his success and his previous success story and to get value from his instagram page so we will see you on the next episode